So business money management is not an intuitive thing. It's something that we need to be taught. It's something that we need to learn how to manage. And you know, a lot of times there's some shame around money and we just don't really go and learn what we need to learn. But guess what? That's why you're here. Thanks for joining me on the Profit Accelerator podcast. I'm Don Kennedy, your host with tips, strategies, and real solutions to help you make more money and more importantly, keep more profit in your business because we know having more profit means having more impacts. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Profit Accelerated Podcast. I'm very excited to have everyone listening in today because we're going to talk about something that's so important in entrepreneurship, whether you're online, whether you're in a brick and mortar store or something local, and that is the need to be authentic in who you are and how you run your business. Because the way you run your business, as you know, you have unique B numbers, you have unique things that you do that nobody else can duplicate. And as you probably heard me talk before, you've been given a gift to bring out to this world, whatever that gift is, whatever it is that you are sharing in your entrepreneurial journey, it's unique to you. And I think sometimes we lose some of the sight of that. So I invited Santina on here. She is the number one person, I think, that can talk to being authentically you and making sure that everything is in alignment. So thanks, Santina, for joining us today. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have this chat with you today. I'm excited to have you here. So why don't you tell everyone who you are and who you serve? Yeah, so I um, I essentially am all about confidence and building confidence within females and female identifying people. And I do that through a lot of different avenues. The STEM is to unleash that confidence and to kind of break through those traumatic experiences or societal factors that kind of squish us down and make us, I guess, speak to somebody else than what we should be speaking to and really stepping into who we are. And so my work is all surrounding that confidence and helping those women to do that so that they're able then to really step into who they are. That's wonderful. So let me let me kick it off this way. So a lot of us get into entrepreneurship and maybe we just don't have a lot of role models to follow. Maybe we're not 100% sure what we're supposed to look like when we become entrepreneurs. And I see this actually in a lot of struggles that we're not 100% sure what the end result's supposed to look like or what we're supposed to look like. How can we go inside and kind of figure out what we need to do to show up so that we are being truly authentic to our own mission? Such, such a great question. I think that one thing that we need to do to be able to step into and tap into that is really understanding who we are. And I think that starts with breaking through those beliefs that have been stopping us from stepping into who we are. So for example, you know, I'm going to take my story here, which is, you know, I was raised Australian, but my culture is Italian, uh, Italian heritage. And so for me, I had a lot of cultural influences that really kind of, I felt squished me down and stopped me from being who I really wanted to step into being. And once I was able to break through those and understand that, yes, those cultural uh, factors are a part of who I am, but they are not completely all of me. I was able to work through and understand that, okay, yes, again, they influence me and my decisions, but I don't have to completely go with that whole idea or that whole concept. I can take from that what really uh, strings true to me and then keep going and making it my own. And so I think once we kind of crush through and work through those limiting beliefs, we're able to really start to step into showing up 
to who we are and who we're showing up for. And that takes a lot of courage to go outside of what you know generally to be the way things are, so to speak. Definitely. And uh, I know, give them a little background. So, I mean, you're a dancer and you're also a VA. And so you're pretty much a multi, what I would call a multi-passionate entrepreneur. So how did you find yourself and your way within these different facets of your business? Oh, good question. (laughs) So yeah, like you said, I am a dancer. I'm a dance teacher and I teach women online. Uh, Basically, you know, I'm giving them the tools to be able to step into loving their body and their skin and really being able to put that through into their daily life. And I'm also doing it as, like you said, a VA, a social media manager, where I'm helping my clients be able to step into who they really are for their clients. And I also have a podcast that's all about that too. So I guess how I am able to do that is from that stem of the confidence and really understanding who my clients are, who I'm showing up to serve, and how I can continue to use what I've learned and all the skills that I've implemented within myself to help other women do the same thing. So what would be some things that I would notice within myself if I was not being authentic in my business? What, how would I feel? What are some things I might notice about myself that would make me have to think maybe I need to check something out? Yeah, I think one of the um, biggest things that rings home for me is, and it's something that comes up with my clients all the time, especially when we get to social media, is the idea of, well, so-and-so is doing this, so-and-so is, so, so-and-so is doing that. It's it kind of like is this pressure of since these people are doing all these things, then that's how I should be showing up and how I should be doing things on my social media branding, for example. But it's not. It's all about you and who you are. Essentially, what you're trying to do is when you hear those sort of those influences coming in again, like A is doing this, B is doing this, I should be doing this and not tapping into what your business is and who you're trying to serve and what your message is and who you align with. And not just that what you align with in terms of a strategy of moving forward, I think that's when you notice that you're not being true to yourself and not being authentic to who you are and what you're trying to do within your business. Yeah, it sounds like that could also, after a while, become a little frustrating. I can tell you that when I've ever stepped out of not being in alignment and trying to do things because I thought, well, maybe this would work. Mm -hmm. What ends up happening is I end up hitting my head against the wall over and over because it just doesn't, it doesn't feel right think that that's something people should be looking for is who is influencing you? Is it A or B or is it from inside? So how can people tap into kind of a little bit of that intuition, a little bit of that inner knowing, a little bit of understanding themselves? Because I think a lot of us don't necessarily have that. I could tell you I'm from an older generation and we didn't necessarily always want to look at ourselves and, and, and to know who we are. I think they do a lot better job nowadays with some of the younger generations. But generally, you know, we were we were supposed to kind of get in line and do the thing and have the good job and, you know, retire and, you know, house and, and the things. So how would you advise someone to go inside and to find these things out so they can make business decisions based on truly who they are? Yeah, I think it comes from a place of self-reflection and really, unfortunately, doing the sucky part of the work that really allows us (laughs) to step into who we are. And I laugh because we've all, at some way, shape or form in our lives, had something sucky we've had to deal with, some of us more than others. And being in that sucky place or that place that doesn't feel good, that uncomfortable place and self-reflecting on that is what really helps us break through and be able to figure out within ourselves what we expect, what we will put up with, our boundaries, you know, all these sorts of things that will then help us make those decisions moving forward. So for me, it's all about self-reflection and really tapping in. Although it doesn't feel good when you're doing it, I promise you when you get through it, it does feel fantastic. 
Yeah, you made a very interesting statement about boundaries. So self-reflecting what you're going to tolerate in your boundaries. So maybe we should start with those or those kind of the left and right limits of where we should be going in making our decisions. Because if it's outside of those boundaries and outside those tolerations, I think it'll make us more frustrated and we will not be authentic to ourselves anymore. Once we step outside those boundaries, we're actually running someone else's business and it wouldn't be as successful. So give us some steps. So if somebody wants to be self-reflective and find their boundaries, how do you do that? What I like to do is the first thing I really like to do is like some sort of, and it doesn't have to be this methodology, but some sort of like meditation or sitting still. And when I say sitting still, I don't physically mean sitting on a chair and sitting still. I mean, sitting within yourself and understanding first of all, where you're feeling stuck and wherever that stuckness is coming from within yourself, that stuckness is like, for example, this gut feeling of something that doesn't feel right, something that you keep coming back to that's just not sitting right with you, your brand or aligning with what you're trying to do. And once you find that uncomfortable stuckness, figuring out, okay, what what essentially actually made me feel stuck like that in the first place? Was it a boundary that got passed and, and stepped over that maybe I didn't follow through with? Or maybe I thought, you know, let me put that to the wayside and see how this actually turns out. Or was it something else that was influencing that kind of stuck feeling? And then getting through that stuck feeling, if it is, for example, a a boundary that has been overlooked, whether it's one you already had in place or one that you um, didn't even know existed, because let's face it, sometimes those boundaries happen, like where you're like, man, this doesn't feel good. I can't figure out why. And then like just really thinking about, okay, this is what it's making me feel. Maybe this is a boundary I now need to put in place if it wasn't already there before. So I think, Dawn, if you have that boundary there and it's been overlooked or you've swayed on it, coming back to the, the the initial reason as to why you put that boundary in place first. It might be something like I'm trying to protect my energy or I'm trying to protect my time or I'm trying to make the most use of my time and someone has maybe inadvertently not realized but stepped over that boundary. Well, then you need to go back to setting that boundary and putting in that in place. Now, it's not easy. It's not easy to A, put boundaries in place and B, to follow through. But in the long run, remember why you put those boundaries there. And I think that is always coming back to that reason is always going to then remind you that, okay, this is here for a reason. This is my goal. It's okay to put boundaries in place. I think that's really important as females. We just don't realize from whatever, however we've, we've been raised or cultural society impacts where it's okay for us to put boundaries in place. Because essentially when you put a boundary in place, you're showing that person or that audience or that group, whoever it is that you value yourself. And that's what it comes down to. If you're valuing yourself through that boundary, you're stepping into your true authentic self. Wow. So I love that putting boundaries around your goals as well. So kind of keeping you focused. I say, here's a question. I don't know if you can answer it, but just, you know, my thoughts on this, when you're talking about the boundaries and things, how would I know that I am really authentically putting boundaries in place versus resisting something. Maybe I feel a little fear and I don't want to do something that might be good for me or might be good for my business. Maybe I have somebody who said, have you tried this? I'm like, ah, but you know, I, it's more coming from a place of fear than a place of boundary. And I'm sure there are other listeners who may have that question while putting boundaries is a very affirmative, positive thing, protecting your authentic self resistance, I think can hold you back. So how would I know the difference? That's a really great question because I think that resistance and fear, I think, are things that sometimes we allow to control the narrative and it just like it's just human nature, right? To allow to, to allow that fear to control our narrative because we are human and we have feelings and 
you know, we, we tap into what that is for us. Um, so I think that if it is something that's coming out of fear or resistance, like for example, your example of, have you tried this? Like trying something new within a strategy. I think the way that you can tell the difference is a boundary is something that we're setting up that is something that is constantly coming up. So for example, let's take a, a client example where they have, they're wanting to step into their social media strategy, but they're really, really struggling with not just the tech side of social media, but actually being able to show up on social media because it's taking so much time. And they find that when they get on social media, they go down that rabbit hole, which I know we can all, all attest to that, right. that that happens to us. So for example, a boundary there might be because it's something that's consistently happening is that, okay, when I'm going to go on social media, whether that's to post or whether that's to engage and, you know, be a part of a community, et cetera, I'm going to limit that time to say 30 minutes, right? Because when I don't, like 30 minutes a day or 30 minutes a week, whatever it might be, when I don't do that, I feel burnt out. So really attaching how you feel once that boundary is stepped over. I think that's how you can determine the difference between I'm just scared and I'm nervous to go down this route of trying something new and this is a boundary that I really need and it's making me feel this way when I don't put it in place. Wow, that's great. So there really is kind of a test that we can use. And I think having tests and having ways that we can kind of, I guess, inch up against these things and and look for ourselves is so important. So my next question has to do with how do you know when you are fully authentically showing up and not holding back? I think that's the other side I see. So we're afraid to get started because maybe we have some fear around things, but then sometimes we're afraid to go full out and to let our light shine and to do these things because of judgment or those things. How do we know when we're really being authentically ourselves full out or when maybe we're holding ourselves back? This is such a great question. Thank you for asking this one. I think that you're going to notice a really big difference in the way that you feel when you show it, when you're showing up authentically and um, when you're fully stepping into that, that role of showing up authentically and then, on the other side or the flip side, when those that those sort of judgments feel like they're coming in. Because let's face it, no matter what we do, no matter where we go, we're always going to feel some sort of judgment or pressure or something like that coming in from some sort of external force. So I think that when you're really stepping into your own and showing up authentically, yes, you're obviously going to have those things coming through, but it, it's the ability to be able to say, thank you. I see that that's there. I see that you feel that way about what I'm pushing out, but that's not going to affect who I am or what I'm doing because I am truly in belief of what I'm doing. And I really do know that what I'm doing works or helps other people. And it's working for me. And I think that that huge difference in feeling dawn is that feeling of fulfillment, that feeling of satisfaction, that feeling of happiness. Like when you're really stepping into your own For me, it feels like I'm doing mini happy dances all around the room or all around my space because for me, it feels so good. It's like this light, you know, like a scooping out of me that I feel is totally in alignment with everything I'm doing. Now, when those sort of negativity or judgment sort of thoughts or people are coming through, you have a few different ways that you can deal with that. And it can be, you know, taking in what they're saying and saying, thank you very much but like, no, thank you. Um, It could very well be, you know, responding in a way that's positive and turning what their negative narrative or the negative judgment is into a positive for you. So for example, if someone's coming through and saying something like, I don't think that, you know, unleashing confidence stems from self-reflection. Well, maybe my response could be something like, 
well, um, have you ever really tried to step into self-reflecting and why is it that you feel like it doesn't come from this place? Because sometimes the way people respond to us is a reflection of them and the work that they need to do, but they're putting it on us. And so I think it's really important not to let that that reaction get us down because we're going to face it no matter what. Yeah, I think that's a great point, this idea that there's always going to be some level of judgment. And I think if we all sort of understood that that was the baseline, that there's always going to be something there, right? So how often do we hear people say, you know, you do your business, you're not everybody's cup of tea. I actually had a coach one time who said, your audience is meant to hear from you. And so what if everybody else is triggered, they're not your audience, Mm -hmm. which got me thinking. And again, that goes back to, well, you know, how do you want to show up in your business? Who do you serve? Who is your audience? What do you do? And, you know, this idea that being authentically you means that you're going to have people that don't like your message, that don't Mm -hmm. buy your product, that don't agree with you on different things. And, you know, can you talk a little bit about how you keep the perspective that there's going to be people that are just not going, no matter what you do, they're just not your people? Yeah, absolutely. This is such a great point because that's the thing, like you mentioned earlier, Dawn, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And I love that um, reference because I'm a huge tea drinker. So for me, that so aligns with me. But being, you know, figuring out who you serve and what you do and your message, you have to understand that there are going to be people as with anything like this is not something I typically talk about, but things like political uh, views or religious views and all of that, you know, there's clearly kind of two sort of sides or multiple sides to that sort of um, thought pattern, right? So keeping that in mind, when you are stepping into who you are and what you're doing, you are always going to come across people who don't align and don't agree with that. And that's okay, because they are not your audience. There are going to be people out there that once you start stepping into your own and your authentic voice and really showing up as who you want and who you align as, those people are going to be drawn to you automatically. It'll happen. It may take time, but they will be drawn to you. And once those people are drawn to you, you'll start to see that it doesn't matter that group A over here has, you know, all of this stuff to say and they don't agree because kindly they can move on and find somebody else that they agree with. That's why there's so many of us that do what we do because you're bound to find someone that you align with. Whether it's me, whether it's Dawn in what you do, whether it's somebody else, you're going to find someone to align with. And so I think moving past the mindset of, well, this person doesn't align with me and what, I want, what I'm doing, I'm going to let that affect me. That's where we need to stop. That's where we need to stop that mindset and work through and say, it's okay that you don't align with what I'm doing. Not a problem. Here's someone that you might align with and kind of move it on that way or within yourself, within your own person working through it. It is simply an idea of I'm not going to meet everybody. I'm not going to keep everybody happy. What I have to say is not for everybody. And that is okay. The people that it is for, they will be attracted to me and drawn to me. And they're the people that I want to work with because you don't really want to work with people who don't align with you. I mean, that's just going to lead to negativity and all of these thoughts and feelings that we're trying to move past in the first place. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So It's very important, I guess, to kind of wrap this up in a bow, and that is to find your authentic self. You need to have those boundaries. You need to be okay with understanding that your message is not meant for everybody. And you also need to be able to step outside of what the culture and some other things are saying to you so that you can find what is working for you and your company in how you're feeling 
and delivering services and delivering to your clients, um, but also so that you're on brand, so that you are, you know, truly delivering over and over and over again as the same person. Mm-hmm. Because I think I see that as well, where being authentically you also means being authentic through your brand. And people can expect the same thing from you over and over and over again. And I think I think we all have a little bit of mindset work to do around all of that. So if people want to find you and listen to Unstoppable Use podcast and listen to your uh, amazing story and also join your dance class, where can they find you? <laughs> Thank you, Dawn. Um, so the uh, you can find the podcast on um, Instagram at Unstoppable U20, also on Facebook, same handle. And then to connect with me personally for dance and all other things, uh, you can find me on Instagram at I am Santina underscore RL. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to put everything down in the show notes. So you'll be able to reach out and find out anything you want to know and also join her dance class. And she's got a great body positivity movement going on so that people can really feel comfortable in their own skin. If you are somebody who struggles with authenticity, I would really encourage you to give her a follow, give her a like, and, you know, check out what she has to offer so that you can start to step into authenticity if this is something you struggle with. So Santina, thank you so much for coming on today. I I loved having you. This is a great conversation. Thank you so much for having me, Dawn. I really, really appreciated the, the opportunity to speak about authenticity. Wonderful to have you. All right. Well, I will catch everyone next time on the next episode of the Profit Accelerator podcast. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of the Profit Accelerator podcast. If you'd like to learn more and grab some free resources, just head over to entremoneycoach.com and you'll find the links and freebies. Take care. And I can't wait to talk to you again next time on the Profit Accelerator podcast.